Thank you for listening to the Grace Harvest Church podcast. For more information, go to graceharvestchurch.org. Well, it's good to see all of you this morning. Is it good to be seen? Yeah, some of you. (laughs) Amen. I hope you're enjoying the cool little respite weather we've had the last few days before we hit uh, triple digits again for several days this week. I'm thanking the Lord for that, for the triple digits that is coming. Well, I'm excited to share with you this morning. I have the opportunity uh, to share and uh, to continue on in this series, A Transformed Life. Well, if you've got a Bible or electronic device, if you could open up to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and just uh, hold it there, put a place marker there, um, find the place. And uh, <clears throat> we've been on a journey the last several months called A Transform Life. Its purpose is to show that God has a way and a purpose and a relationship with Him, that there is a path. And he he has a desire that we would join him in the journey. And as we enter his house, his kingdom, his family, that we are part of something journeying together. And I'm going to take a pause there for a minute. And uh, I want to share with you something that um, that is just an opportunity to give and to share in. And that is that we have been a part, our church has been a part of through Jim Sperry, um, the nation of Nicaragua, and uh, I've, I've had the opportunity to go there twice uh, earlier this year, and then uh, maybe a couple years before that, I know some others in the church here have had as well, and there is a pastor there that is the lead pastor that we're connected with, also, I would say, um, really an apostle to pastors, uh, this guy is pretty amazing, and uh, when we were there this last spring, it just really struck me that you know, we would go from one side of the nation and, and travel hours to the other side. And, and this guy's ministry, although he's a local church pastor that meet in his home, um, I think they meet in his home, he also cares for other pastors and, and having pastor gatherings and conferences to encourage. And the, a couple days ago, his um, 1970-some, right? Land Rover, the engine finally went out. And uh, we want to give an opportunity for people to give. Um, this, uh, this Land Rover was his means. He does have a means of income from his local church that amounts to about one full tank of fuel every three months. And uh, they have a little storefront that meets or that serves right out of their home. And, and that covers their um, cost of living right down to the wire, but, but we have seen what God is doing, and I have been blown away. This guy loves people, and he's pastoring pastors, and so we want to see him um, continue doing what he is doing, and so if the Lord moves on your heart to give, you can go on PushPay, Grace Harvest Church, Moses Lake, go on PushPay. There's a link for Nicaragua. You can get one of the giving envelopes and just write Nicaragua on it, and, and the, the right now during this time, all the proceeds will go. We're thinking it's going to cost with inflation and the price of vehicles in Nicaragua, and we'd like to see him not just repair that vehicle, but get um, a different new-to-him vehicle. Um, Our target is $20,000. 
um, to do that. And, and we're talking, we're, 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 we're wanting like a four by four with the nozzle of air up on top and ready to do those mountain roads and, and hit the villages that the Lord calls them to go on. And so we, we want to participate with that. And we're, we're opening that in an opportunity for you to join with us as well. Amen. No pressure. The Holy Spirit leads you, um, do that, and we would like to wrap that up in the next week so he can get back on the road. If you have any questions after the service, you can talk to Jim. Is that okay? And then myself, if you have any questions um, for that. Amen. 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 A transformed life. We hope that you have heard in the last several months um, the idea that God has a way. Amen. Amen. And there's a purpose and be welcomed into his home. Um, Every home has a unique smell about it, a way about it. And we've talked, we've talked through that over the weeks and over the months. And this morning, I want to, to jump right on a text of scripture that, that really um, is, is, it's time to go here because it's time to, to talk through some of the culture of the way of the kingdom. Amen. 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 Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans, the Apostle Paul. The, the, the Apostle Paul was writing a letter to the Christian church in, 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 to the church in the area. Uh, that we would call the Roman area that was led primarily by um, Greek mythology. And, and it was just, a, it was just a, a gathering spot of many foreigners, people bringing their own beliefs and, and cultures. And, and out of that, we don't know directly who planted the church that this letter is, is write, written to, but we do know that, that there was a gathering, and he even named some people at some times a gathering in their home. And we do know that when he writes this letter, he is writing to confront directly the culture that the people find themselves in. It's a pretty powerful letter. In fact, you could take that letter today in our time and overlay it, and it's relevant today like it was relevant then. Amen? In fact, Romans chapter 1, 2, and 3, in the last conversations that have been culminating in our time and our culture are pretty relevant to our time today. And the Apostle Paul jumps in to remind them and to implore them and to tell them, hey, there is another way. The kingdom of God has another culture. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You, you, could, you, could, you could say it also this way. Change your thinking. Change your thinking. How many of you know your thinking affects everything? Come on, somebody. How you think influences your feelings in the moment and emotions in a time. Come on, how you're thinking. Hey, have, you ever, have you ever had encounters with people that maybe you've had a knot with, and the moment they open their mouth, the view with which you hear them is negative? First, like your thinking informed your feelings. Your thinking informs your behaviors. Your thinking is the filter with which you will process the world around you and then begin to move into the world. Uh, I, I read an article one time, I think it was in Forbes magazine, that just wrote about how the power of thinking 
and about, and about your thinking reinforces your beliefs and how you feel. If you think that you are less than, the world around you will be processed and interpreted through that lens. If you think that you are incapable, the world around you will be processed and interpreted through that lens. Whenever you have, the article went on to say that most likely whenever you have wins or successes, you'll just chalk them up to luck because you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you can and are able. And the Apostle Paul is, is, is reinforcing this concept and, and, and imploring to people, do not anymore be conformed to this world. I wanted to make sure that I had a good understanding of the word conformed. And since we've been on a journey called a transformed life, I wanted to make sure that I understood what that word means again, even though it's been several months. So I just jumped in. Looked at, the, looked at the word conformed. And the word conformed simply means to be pressed into, to go along with, to acquiesce to, 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 just, to just allow the exterior to mold and go with it. Wow, powerful, isn't it? To be transformed was a little different. Though it, though it had something to do with being molded and pressed and changed, uh, the, the, the impetus was from the inside. And so it it's a directly relates to us as people. The impetus was a shaping of the character and thoughts and ideas so as to be somebody different. You see the difference? And so, 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 here, we, so here we are, the Apostle Paul imploring us, change how you think. Change how you think. It's powerful. It's powerful because as Christians, oftentimes when we come to Jesus and we have an encounter with the Lord, it's so good, it's so sweet, and sometimes very emotional, and it, and it stirs us and moves us, and I love all that. I love all that. Oftentimes, Jesus is just an addition to what we already think and believe, except the problem with that is Jesus is saying, I am king, and I am Lord, and I am over everything. And everything that you think and believe and feel needs to come through me, the filter of Christ and his word. And oftentimes, we don't do that. We don't do that. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm just very aware that our culture, even the culture of Christianity, lacks the discipline of scripture reading. One of the very methods that we would grow to learn and to know who Jesus is and what the Lord wants for our life. So, so I encourage you this morning, if, if I'm just saying that and it, re, it resounds with you, don't shut me out, don't turn me off. Resolve to change today. Come on, right? Like the Lord is, this is an invitation into a journey of Jesus saying, come to grow to know me more, to, to, to open his word and to begin to read, to, to, to turn on the audio book and begin to play it. Hey, you know what? Play it in whatever language or, or accent you want. Maybe you want the Aussie surfer dude to read you the scriptures. Do it. Every now and then you might like, wow, that's really interesting in that way, but I never heard it that way before. Uh, allow the, the word of God to permeate into you so that you can begin to. People perish for lack of knowledge. 
And so, so as we're thinking about this idea, do not be conformed any longer. Be transformed. It says culture, culture, culture. Culture has ways, you know. You know what I mean. Whether it's an individual household, whether, whether it's a city, whether it's the region, the, the culture has a way. Are you tracking? Culture has a way. You know, we talked about early on how, how, how there are ways in households where if you're, you know, you go to a house and you're an acquaintance, you, you just, you're going to follow all the rules and you're, you're going to do what you think is the thing to do when you visit. You take off your shoes and then you'll follow. And then you get to the spot that you know to be and they sit you and you sit. And, and then you're like thinking, oh man, I need to use the restroom. Or something. <laughs> you go... And then they, they tell you, and you know you progress in relationship where, where after a bit, it's, it's you've moved beyond the uncomfortability of being the visitor, and now you're a friend, and you just walk right in, you know where the bathroom is, you know that you're going to have to get your own water, you know that when it's mealtime, you're just going to stay and eat with them. Right, right? I mean, you like move. And then, and then you're hinging on the next word. The next phrase, you know you've arrived when they say something like this. Oh, these people, oh, they're, fa- they're like family. And you're sitting there going, yes, family, yes. All the benefits that that brings. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm family. And so there are cultures in gathering places and in communities and in regions. And I'm fascinated. Anyone here people watch? I'm going some here, following you. People, I just sit back and just watch people. Wow, they they really carry themselves well. That's really cool. They seem sure of themselves. I wonder what's up with this person. What is this person thinking? And then then you see people and your heart goes out to them, right? Like, I wonder what kind of day they're having. And then you see somebody else and you're like, wow, I'm just going to begin to pray for them right now. It's like people watch, people and then you notice that, that, that the areas have identities. You ever, you ever see that? Like, you know, we have, we have a way. People come to Moses Lake and they say that we have, like there's a Moses Lake way. I was like, well, I don't know what that is. I try to get it out of them. Like, what are you saying? And I remember years ago, I had saved enough money to go clothes shopping and I had some students, two students, uh, that um, were into fashion, they, you know, the vintage stuff. And so we went to Portland and uh, spent a few days and they said, okay, Rob, we're going to take you clothes shopping. And we went to the thrift stores and we, we came out and they were t- teaching me how to pair these things that they bought for me. And uh, it was a great time. And I came out with pointed shoes and sweat. You guys are chuckling. I'm serious. This is good stuff here. See, that tells you Moses Lake has a way. And I came out with, and I'm asking, like, how do I wear this stuff? And uh, what do I wear? And they're like, yeah, I don't think you wear that with that. But see, that's not my world. In my world, I just go to the hangers and be like, first one, it's clean. Grab it. I walk out. My wife's like, no. She wasn't here today, so this is what you get. But (laughs) it's me every day. But, but you see, like, we have a way. And sometimes I watch people transform or conform to the culture. I've seen friends move from the city to the country and then get some animals. And all of a sudden, what begins to happen in that transformation? Are you following me? 
They moved from the city, never wore a pair of boots in their life. Now they're wearing boots and a cowboy hat. And, you know, I'm thinking, those are spurs. Have you ever ridden a horse? But it's okay. I love that. I love the ability to just be, right? Are you tracking? Like there's no condemnation, no shame. I'm not even making fun of you. I'm just saying that, that right here, there's, there's a way. And, and we conform and culture has its, has its styles and way and language. Language. I don't know what it is in Moses' sake, but I've experienced some things here recently that have kind of shook me. Like, like I heard a phrase, we were eating something, and it was like, man, this is bussin'. I had to look it up to make sure it was okay. I was thinking school bus. They were saying this is like great, great exceptions. Like this is right now. It's good. You know, I, I, I heard something like we saw somebody come by and they were dressed nice, driving a nice car. And I heard the phrase, that's on. They were fleek, on fleek tonight. <laughs> something in my teeth? What's... They're great. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm trying to track this. And then we, we were doing something else and we were throwing something or something. They're like, you better not eat that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Throw? Are we, are we in the same plane here? Where are we? But you guys are laughing because you've heard those before. This was new to me. I stepped into something and, and then I finally got told this morning, you know, a lot of those words are old. They're not today. And when you say them up there, you're just kind of aging yourself. And I said, that's me. I am the awkward one. I am late to the party. When I'm wearing the new duds, they were at Ross and they were last year's. That's me. Culture, culture, culture. It has a way. Culture has a look, it has a, a thought, it has a process, but there's also another layer to this that we see and experience, and that's something that the scripture cautions us about that's not a good thing, and it's called the systems of the world, and that would be systems that are built and set and working that function and that display ways against God, and so that here is what I want to talk about. It, 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 it works through everything. And, and the system in and of itself is not inherently evil or wicked. Ideology, thoughts, ways, processes, belief structures. And, and you'll be surprised to see how it creeps and bleeds into everything. And if we're not vigilant as Christians to know what the word of God says and then to lay hold of that and embrace it and make it ours. You just watch how easy it is to have mission creep. And you begin to embrace the ideals that you constantly hear or are around and you see, and even though they sound well-reasoned and they sound on point in the moment, and maybe with the group you're in, before you know it, you've moved. And I didn't go this way on purpose because you could have moved this way. And being conformed into either of these ideas that set themselves up against the ways of God are against God. 
You see, we're talking about a life transformed. We're talking about that this is, there is a way in the kingdom. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Begin to influence and change the way you think because what you put in begins to alter and have an effect on your thinking process. We use this everywhere, everywhere. You, you want to know how to do a new skill? Go learn how to do that. Input, information. Oh, I put it on backwards. This told me I did it wrong. Oh, oh, if I'm, if I'm insecure when first meeting people in a conversation, just focus on their eyes. I did that. It works. And I got to tell you, people have beautiful eyes. I'm not looking at your nose or forehead. I'm looking at your eyes because you might be intimidating. Just like lock it in. Tell me. We, we do it everywhere. We do it everywhere. Sometimes it's just about trying to figure out a better me. And other times it's trying to figure out a new, a new way or a new thing or a new talent. And other, other ways it's about spirituality and trying to know God more. And wow, Lord, you say that I am ahead and not the tail. And that you are for me and not against me. That shapes everything. I am not under. I am over. I am a son or a daughter of the king. I've been brought into family. I am not alone. Wow, your word is powerful. No weapon formed against me would prosper and all that would rise against me will fall. Father, the battle is yours. And so I rest in that. Your arm is not too short to save. You see, you see, you see what's beginning to happen here? My way of thinking is beginning to get altered so that I begin to see God in ways that is able and capable and steadfast and good and sure. Who can save, who can heal, who can redeem, who can rescue, who can reconcile. Come on, people, these aren't just catchwords. These are action words that our God does as illustrated through scripture you see when i was a kid i heard this verse matthew 7 13 through 14 it says enter in at the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there who go in that way because narrow is the gate and hard is the way which leads to life and few are there who find it and when I was a kid, I heard this text of scripture and I looked for the gate a long time, like a literal gate. Like, where's this gate at? I don't know, I might have missed it. It said it was narrow. That could have been years ago. And then as I began to get older, nobody told me. It was a story that was an allegory. It was just like a, an illustration Nobody told me that, that the wide road that many would find and walk was, was a story about how easy it is to go with culture. How easy it is to get caught up in the sway and the move of, of popular opinion and do the thing that everyone else does. Nobody said that. It wasn't until later we begin to have discussions and I begin to like capture, oh, and then there's the kingdom of God. The entryway, there are 
markers and boundaries and appeals and rules and grace and mercy and oh that's the gate that's in his name's Jesus that's the way and you begin to see that and you say you have a way for me God that is beneficial for my life that's why you say don't do that I uh, you know that there's a way in in the kingdom of God and you know sometimes that way is difficult depending on your passions and desires whatever that is but imagine being in a meeting first meeting I had the first meeting it's going to get to know this person their phone is upright sitting on the table and right as we just get done doing intros the notifications go off and there's no lock screen so it just shows up on the screen and Tinder pops up. And I just simply said, I know what we're here to meet about, but I want to meet about this. I think it was the Lord. It was an intense two or three minutes. Sweat, red face, it's kind of that hoe. And in that moment, the Lord was on the move. The Lord was right there saying to them, since you can't do it, I'm going to do it for you. And bam. Right then in that moment, they made a decision. There's no lock screen. They slid it over to me. And I took the next 20 minutes into a deep dive on somebody's phone. How many of you know it was quaking going on. Somebody's earth was shaking. Somebody's life in that moment was being exposed for what it was, even though that was just a, a little narrow snippet of their life. Do not any longer be conformed to this world, but be transformed by how you think. And understand that there are systems and ways that have set themselves up against God. First John 2.15, he says, Do not love the world nor the things in the world. That if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And we'll get to some of those things in a minute. Second Timothy 4.10 says, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Can you imagine your name being written and compiled in the Bible? It's only mentioned three times in the entire scripture, two times positive. He's a co-laborer. He's with me the third time. Demas, man, he's out. Demas left me. It doesn't say any more about what the apostle Paul knew about Demas or conversations that they had, but he knew enough to know that what drew him was a love for this present world and everything that was in it. An abandonment of Christ and his principles and his way and his grace and his mercy to embrace the culture and everything that it had. That's how it ends. That's, that's, that's just the last mention. This, this is it. This is how we will remember this man. He left the faith, and he embraced the world. 
on, on, on a very general level, we can say that Christian values, we're talking about the world system. We're talking about what, what the world is set up to do that are against God. But there is a value structure here in Christianity that, that needs to resound. On a very general, we can say that Christian values emphasize the importance of the invisible, the intangible, the spiritual, and the eternal. Whereas the world tends to major in things that are material and measurable, temporal, and advantageous to one's own interest. That there is a, there is a standard of moral, morals and conducts both in the kingdom of God and in the world. That the world also has its own set of language and values. And so I'm just going to run off a few things that are, are godly values that we could talk about. This is just a, a general short list, but, but there's, there's a lot to it. Values in the kingdom of God, that the scripture commands and guides my reality. There's the design and purpose in creation. The image of God defines humankind. God determines the value of life. Feelings have value but don't define truth. God decides who and what I am. Love for God and others is paramount and God's approval matters most. We value humility, generosity, sacrifice, selflessness, and loving those who are hard to love. Sexual purity, we value. Worldly, personal agenda guides my reality. The world is random, meaning is personal. Humanity creates itself, life is valuable as it relates to me. Personal feelings define reality, I choose my own identity. Profit and self-interest come first. Just a little snippet. Just a little snippet. You're in a different kingdom. It has another way. There are presets and instructions and ways and things to grab a hold of that would guide and lead us. And, and at the end of the day, that, that we grab those and we, we embrace them and we make them our own. The kingdom of God has another way. You see, the apostle Paul knew. So then in 2 Corinthians, he wrote a letter to a church. This is his second letter, possibly his third letter, but this, we call it 2 Corinthians. And then he writes this. If you know much about the Corinthian church, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a church, but it was a church that had all kinds of things going on with it. You name it, people were probably doing it. They were. Some of it's written in the letter. But, but he writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I love this text. There was a season in my life that was very dark and difficult. This was one of the texts that I hung, I, I, I grabbed, I just, everything, it landed on this. When my thinking wasn't right and I couldn't see or hear clearly, I knew what the text said and I would lean into it, reminding the Lord, reminding myself. It felt like it was a war within my own self. And I reminded that thought is not of God. Here's what the word of God says. And I will embrace that. Come on, somebody. I shouldn't be alone in that. This is like a process and a way of thinking that I'm going to take every thought and imagination and I'm going to wrap them up that don't honor God and I'm going to cast them out and replace them with the truth from the scripture. And I'm going to embrace that. 
the Apostle Paul tells us that this is an action that we do. That we don't just let those thoughts run rampant and, and try to exalt themselves over what the Word of God says about us, our identity, our life, our experience, or the people around us. That the Scripture has something to say about us, and second, about this. In 2 Peter 1, verse 3 and 4, Peter writes, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us precious and magnificent promises so that you, through them, you may become partakers of the divine nature now that you have escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. You see, the kingdom of God is out for one thing. And it's to mold and shape you into the image of Christ. The Holy Spirit is alongside to remind, to convict, to encourage, to empower, to enable, and to just all those grace things, mercy and grace that you would know every morning when you wake up. It's a new day. God's mercies are new every morning. What is that? Why is that important? It's the antidote to discouragement. It's like when I'm discouraged and down, I wake up, it's like, oh, wow, it's a new hope today. Okay, God, your mercies are new every day. I am going to hang in that, rest in that, stand. That you abide, your presence is with me and you are for me. And that is what I needed to know right in this moment. You are here. And because I, I know that, that that's what your word says, I can, I can take that and I can apply it to my life and use it. And so, I want to encourage you. The Word of God is active and present and is for us. And His Holy Spirit infused for us. It wasn't written to us, but it's for us. Amen. And it's alive. It's alive. I, I remember, and maybe this has happened to you. I've read the text once. It was like, oh, wow. Glad I got through that. And then I read the text again, another time. Oh, Lord, do in our time today what you did then. You're a God who can and will and is able and wants to use me. Right? Come on. Right? Like this is, this is alive that, that right here that, that God's desire for us is that we would be conformed to know him and then we would, we would present our bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service for the grace that you have been given. Here is my life, God. Use me. Flow through me. Let the words of my mouth and the, the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. Let my life leave something with people that they would know that something is different about me. Amen? Like, like there's something. They, wow. Presence of the Lord. All of you. The presence of the Lord would just, would just abound with you. You get into a place. The presence of God is there and he's working even before you even knew. So when you go to open your mouth, shake your hand, do the thing, it's like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah. And it's the Lord going before you. Amen? Amen. You see, some fruits of a transformed life. So we would present ourselves to the Lord 
that our lives would be characterized by brotherly love. 1 John 3, 14, that we know we have passed out of death and into life because we love the brethren, because we love the people of God. Did you know there's a way about us? There's a way about us. We love people. Do good to all people, especially those of the household of God, especially that, that people would know because we love other Christians. We love people that, wait, oh, you're a brother and sister in the faith? Yeah, come on. That's awesome. Like, yeah, we're going to do this. Let's hang out together. Let's be, and that we be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. That we would be a people who can forgive. We could be tender and kind. You know, I've thought about this scripture a lot because I just had to wrestle with my own self and because I've heard phrases that were the other way before and maybe you've seen or experienced and I've heard the phrase mean Christian. You ever heard that phrase? You ever encountered a mean Christian? These were mean. I don't want to be a mean Christian. I don't want you to be a mean Christian. I want us to be tender hearted toward one another like forgiving one another in kind, right? And that, 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 our, that our encounters and engagement would be ones that's like, man, I like those people. Yeah, what do what, what you need? What, what, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. What, and that we engage because we recognize what God has done for us. See, people, there's another way. Next week, we're gonna jump more into the trenches about behaviors, and, and, and more so, because a lot of this needs to be called out or said, right? Like, we got to be able to say, no, that, 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 that. That's not in the kingdom of God. And that is not in the way. Would you stand with me? You see, the Lord loves us. And he is out for our good. And when we read scripture and talk about, talk about some of the, the, the boundary markers and the road and the way of life and about just what, what looks ahead and how and expectations and grace and mercy, those are all good words. We're not, we're not trying to earn the grace of God. We have it. We're trying to respond to the love that's been shown to us. Wow, Lord, you, you, you love me. You love us. Yes, my life. Yes. Yes.